I've got it all plugged in. I've got it all plugged in. And when it is all plugged in, I am happy again. And Overcast. Welcome to episode 34 of Up and Overcast, brought to you by two geeks of a certain age, spanning the vast gulf between the northwest coast and the center of Ohio, somehow both positioned in the DMZ between rational good and deplorable bad. Reporting from the Eastern Front, I'm Scott Horn, and live from our northwestern border outpost is William Cooper. Hello, William. Hello, speaking here from the Northwest Outpost, things are very autumnal. Mm. You Over. should make wind noises. I did earlier, <laughs> but that's because I had a large potato. And your microphone wasn't near that end. No, it was not. My, my I, Here's some fun things. Uh, you know, you've got me eating potatoes. <laughs> and um yes holding a gun to your head right now <clears throat> yes saying, forcing potatoes in your mouth yes <laughs> you're forcing potatoes in my mouth so you have you have me eating these potatoes and uh what's happening to me really each week is i started out with a small potato and as time has moved on i'm like oh this is a really nice small meal i uh go to the store and i'm like where's the biggest potato you have <laughs> do you have a monster potato in the back oh yeah and the size of these potatoes are growing larger and larger and larger um, every single week. This uh, this one was tremendously huge. I think it might have been some kind of melon <laughs> or a pumpkin. No, I, I try to stay between uh, six and nine ounces for a potato, which is still a pretty big potato. Nine ounces that, is a pretty big potato. That is a big potato. But uh, yeah, mine uh, mine are growing larger and larger and larger. This. This week was probably, this week I knew I was in trouble because I got the huge potato and I'm like, eh, yeah. <laughs> now, are you doing- you anything else? Or? Is that helping you substitute from other starchy sweets and things? Oh, I wish. I just have it one night a week. You just have me liking potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're doing anything for me. They're just like, mm, I could have a potato on podcast night, podcast potato. No, yes, I'm using them for um, treat, you know, for um, like a replacement for cake. <laughs> oh, I you know, see. You know, no sweets. the the mm. The sweet you get is is potatoes, um, and the getting potassium from that, and also bananas. Are you doing a banana thing? I am doing a banana every day. Mm. Yep, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Do you do you frost your potato? Frost it. Mm. Yeah, because it's replacement for a cake. <laughs> yeah, with uh, sour cream. Oh, good. That does work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, that was... Uh, it's like a confection to me. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, potato banana news. Yep. Um, so what's going on? Well, I guess some in other Midwestern talk... <laughs> Potatoes, yeah, taters. (laughs) I have a confession. I think Uh I have a 
and a, a shed addiction, or perhaps a shediction, if you will. <laughs> um, there is a third, yes, that is a third shed for the property being delivered um, a week from tomorrow. What? Yes. What's the, what's this third shed going to be used for? Well, it's specifically for one of my children who <laughs> wishes to have her own place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's 15 now and she just needs to be out on her own. Right. And I've said, okay, you can go 100 feet that way. And no, she... <laughs> uh, uh, it's one of my daughters. She had helped me build the second shed. And because uh, she wants to eventually have horses or something, and she oh. thought learning to build a shed would be a good thing. Right. And uh, the shed kind of looks like a tack shed anyway, so she thought that was pretty cool. And then I filled it with, uh, you know, lawnmowers and <laughs> and crap. She's like, oh, this, this sucks. Um, this is not interesting anymore. Yeah. I want a shed. And this uh, place we uh, got our first big shed from, um, they had advertised this new playhouse shed, which is a eight foot by twelve foot shed, and the it's an eight foot by eight foot interior with a four foot by eight foot front porch, and it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that makes it not for adults is that it's a it's short. You know, it's just. Not tall. Right. So I went and saw the guy. I said, could you just make me one of these, but make it normal height? Just add two feet to it. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> but everything else the same. And he's like, he calls, so he calls the guy who builds them and said, sure. So I said, okay. <laughs> and then uh had to struggle with the daughter over um color colors for the thing oh I, of course i yeah. don't want the roof to clash with the other roofs right <laughs> so and the roofs are green and uh she wanted her shed to be white and red and i'm like well it's gonna look like santa's little helper's <laughs> shed if you do that yeah so we compromised it's gonna be uh brown and red unless she so. wants a reindeer instead of a horse i don't right. know that but at any rate, that's uh, coming here. We're going to put that uh, back in the yard a little ways so she has her own little place and she's planning to set up her own little shop in there to work on her various uh, projects. And um, Oh, okay. So it's yeah. now now it becomes a studio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a lot more. So a playhouse shed, is, is this like, I guess for kids just to, to play in a playhouse. Well, it's just the word they applied to the shed design. It's 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 just a shed. I mean, it's not it's not made of paper or cardboard or anything. It's just a regular shed construction and oh, okay. Um, and uh, it's just tarted up a little bit with this porch that has a, this with porch with a railing. Okay. All right. Um, and I thought it was like a playhouse, like a. a like a playhouse shed, and I thought that guy would be really. You come in, you're like, "This little playhouse shed. Could you make one adult size <laughs> for a friend?" <laughs> <laughs> like, um, sure, buddy. We can make an adult size playhouse shed for you. I mean, your friend. 
Um, well, that's cool. So, yep. So um, we're growing a little community <laughs> out here in the yard. It adds character, I guess. Your neighbors must be like, you know. Uh, yeah, what, they don't even. What, they don't even care. Well, it's, they're far away. Right. That's true. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I. I think that that's really cool. I mean, I'd, I would have loved to have that as a kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what she does with the interior. Yeah, really. Probably paints it <laughs> red and white just to spite you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's inside. <laughs> yeah, right. Probably paint the walls black and hang black light posters. <laughs> so what's you have any plans for your fourth shed? Is, or is that... Uh, the fourth shed better be a freaking giant garage. You're right. For cars. That's the plan. Right. Uh, for the um, spring of 2018, we're hoping to break ground on a giant garage. Oh, good. With a studio apartment in it. That was at my wow. wife's, wife's request, actually. <laughs> is, oh yeah is yeah. there something you'd like to I don't to... know if it's me or my son moving in there but apparently one of us needs to go <laughs> I see anytime your wife's like hey that garage we're building could you make an apartment in there <laughs> you know there's a problem hey I'm the Fonz <laughs> Howard's garage <laughs> oh that's great um, so, so hey uh, what, uh, what's going on over at your your side of the uh, DMZ. Well, we are um, busily getting ready uh, for a while, as we talked about last week. And um, really, this has turned into now. What is happening now is you know you you can't. No one in in this country, uh, especially in our industry, are allowed to go on vacation without paying for it on both ends. So right now, both of us are desperately trying to work hard enough <laughs> so that we can earn that time off, knowing that when we come back, it's going to be a lot of work as well. So that kind of stuff is going on um, as we start to count down our our uh, escape. Um, but the other thing that uh, I have a little rant I wanted to share with you. Okay. Well, before you do that, I I do have one tip for that. Yes, issue yes. with the with the career where they're expecting mm. all this stuff to you to do all this stuff is um you got to aim and this takes a while. It might take years, but you got to position yourself so that you're re- irreplaceable, but they really really would like to replace you. <laughs> so when you tell them you're going on vacation they're like yes this is a chance for us to prove we don't need him and uh, then you just don't don't you know don't do any pre-work don't do any post-work don't leave them any notes about what needs to happen while you're gone just go and they'll try to live without you and they'll not want to call you because they don't want to admit that they need you right and nothing yeah. will happen and nothing will get done and you'll come back and there'll be a week of emails you can just delete. And <laughs> you could, everything's good. 
Wow, that is quite a skill. Mm-hmm. How you've managed to maneuver yourself in the, into that position, that's pretty impressive. I think it happens naturally with age. They just get tired of you being around. <laughs> They're like, oh, why is he still here? Still God, do we still really need him? Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does this. He seems to be able to do all these things that either nobody else doesn't want to do or doesn't seem to be capable of doing. So I guess we got to keep him. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. I guess for me, you know, I work at home, so no one sees me. Mm-hmm. So they just, they could just like, just not turn on Slack that day and they could pretend I wasn't there. Right. They could practice <laughs> so, a life without yeah. you at any time. At any time they want, really. Mm-hmm. Just turn off the, the uh, instant messaging devices and... And I no longer exist. But um All right. Well, hey, get on with that. You had a rant, yeah, the, I think. So coming. the rant okay. So um I keep okay. In doing this Hawaii stuff, we're buying a lot of things. So we're going to Amazon. The reason we're buying a lot of things is we realize that we just don't ever go to any warm climate, so we don't have things like more than one bathing suit. That kind of stuff, you know. Right, uh, sandals. Yeah, beach. sandals. Beach towel didn't have mm-hmm. that. Um, a lot of stuff that we're just as we start to pack, thinking, "Oh no, we don't have." So I'm hitting Amazon a lot, um, as is our want, and Amazon is all about um, propagating, selling this Amazon Dash button experience. Uh, have you seen these? You yeah, these are? yeah. I thought it was a joke for like six months. Me too. Uh, and uh, found out it was real. Yes. I thought it was a joke too, and it is not a joke. So for the people listening, if you don't know what it is, the Amazon Dash button is, is a little a little device that you place, let's say um, it is for Tide laundry detergent, and you stick it on your washer. And then as you're washing and you look up and you're like, oh, I'm running out of Tide, you press this button and it, it charges you and sends you more Tide. Just for that one thing. So they have these things for all sorts of products, and they're $5 a piece. So you could have these stuck all over your home, and as you walk through your home, go, oh, you know what? I I don't have any uh, whatever. I don't have any, uh, what's another thing that's that's on, on there? Um, you know, dishwashing liquid. I don't have any of that. I'll just press the button. Instead of going to your, all you have to do, it's Amazon. Yeah. All you have to do is go to any computer, any device, your mobile device, they have an app, and just type in the thing and order it. And that's that's all you have to do if you can't go to the store. Um, I just don't understand what the step is. Is this for people who are so, well, that so busy that they're like, oh, I'll never remember well, that I, I have it, to get It's got to be simply just a novelty thing. Just it, just the novelty of the idea of it. It's like some really lame little bit of the George Jetson's future, right? Right. You push this button, and and a, a box of Tide shows up in two days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't see where it saves enough time to warrant it being engineered, produced sold and shipped and delivered and applied to your washing machine. Right. Uh, but there it is. Yeah. And I just, I, they, I don't know if they're selling a lot of these things. They're Amazon loves to try to push them on people, 
Maybe now, they're not selling very many how, of them at all. But it's got to be some kind of near field communication. It obviously isn't a Wi Fi enabled Internet of Things device that actually sends IP HTTP code to a server through some API. Doesn't it have right. to talk? Do you have to like pair it to your phone or something? I, I don't know. I've, I I I really don't. It, it's yeah. got to be something like. Well, I mean, it, 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 but has, doesn't, it, does, it would seem it would have to. It it can't. They're not big enough to be, you know, Wi-Fi right. devices, as far as I could tell. Yeah. Um, now I, I'm on the page now, and and you know, in case people think, oh, this is just for laundry detergent or whatever, Pepperidge Farm Goldfish crackers. Well, you know, that's you're going <laughs> to run out of that like every four days. Oh, well, I'm out of that. Just Right. Hit that. Right. Um, there's, uh, what else? Campbell's chicken soup. Like, <laughs> you know, I just, it. some of the Fuji water, Cliff Bars. And how does it determine the quantity to send you based on your previous order or something? I, I don't know. Mentos. It's well, just, it yeah. goes on and on. There's just hundreds of these things. Can they possibly send you enough fresh maker? <laughs> well, that's, that is true. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's a. And I'm reading here. It's it's just a, a Wi-Fi connected device. So you, what is it? Yeah, Wi-Fi connected device that reorders your favorite product with the press of a button, and it's paired with a product of your choice, which is selected through the Amazon app on your Android or iOS smartphone during the setup process. So that is order, an awful lot of technology and and yeah. equipment. I must say that <laughs> I don't know how if, um, there's some system on a chip that does has a cpu and wi-fi on one chip or something it would have to be for it to be economical enough for them to put together this way right right and it's probably gotten some kind of button battery in it of course it only yeah it only fires itself up and does anything when the button when it's pushed right so it's not like it's on all the time right so it's probably good for hundreds of pushes yeah, and I so yeah, right. So it has it needs Wi Fi. You need to have an iOS or Android device near it to to so it set can talk it up, to it to set it up, set it up. Right. Um, and then but I wonder if then you it's on it. your home Wi Fi and it doesn't need your oh right phone anymore. Yeah, right. So I just um, yeah, and you know what happens because this thing isn't going to work every single time. So you're going to have to go through. I click the thing. Did, well, yeah, uh, you're going to have to go check to find out if the right. order went through, which yeah. is where you could have ordered it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you just hit it and you're like, oh, Tide never showed up. I don't know what to do. You're going to have to check or you get an email or something. It's like, yeah, I those, just. Those guys are not. Um, they're willing to go to great lengths for for a novelty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I just. um. They they confuse me, and I I you know we you and I talk a lot about simplicity and and you know the the balance of using devices and and social media and everything else, and also not trying to get addicted to them and use them as a crutch. And this just is just for me too far in that direction. Absolutely, you all you already can just get on 
look at your orders. You can even order on Amazon. You can do subscriptions. So you can be like, just send me this every month. Yeah, it's one, th- it's one thing to have the, the, the ease of mind of limiting your options to a degree so that you're not awash in a sea of choices all the time. And, mm-hmm. But that's a little too limiting. <laughs> yes, I mean, how many of is. these buttons can you possibly have? I'll bet right. there are people who have enjoyed the novelty of it and have said, well, I'm going to take this to the extreme, and they've got a hundred of those buttons in there. Yeah, you could. <laughs> there's a wall of yeah. of buttons, and you just... Right. You have a hundred devices on your Wi-Fi that are... Right, and then they have a party one night, and <laughs> the next yeah. week there's you know 600 packages at their door for things. Now, here's another question. What if you have kids? Oh, well, you who you I would recommend that. I don't think Amazon would recommend <laughs> that either. I mean, and you're over your friend's house, and you're. I mean, it would be fairly hard for me to be like, if I just press this button, right. they get a whole pack of uh, Mentos. Right. I'm just going to press it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, is is there a step that? You have to do something to say yes. Let this order go through. If, you know. Right? Can they set limits on it in the configuration? Was it okay if it's mm-hmm. pressed six times in a day? Just you know, only yeah. count the first one. Yeah. So you know, clearly we don't really understand how it works, but um, so so many que- we got nothing but questions, but nothing but questions. But, uh, but none of the answers are interesting to me at all because they just they can't be good. Right. But we have to remember. This is not a tech podcast. No, it's not. So uh, we should move on from this rant Mm -hmm. to to something else. All right. Beyond the Porch. Beyond the Porch. So I wanted to share with you um, an activity that... um, we uh, we did uh, during our little uh, summer break when we didn't uh, weren't recording shows regularly. Mm-hmm. So we uh, I have a group of people. I think I've mentioned this before. I think I might have that get together and they play. Um, we play Sherlock Holmes game together. So we play cooperative games, and I think I've mentioned it before. But you all physically get together for that kind yes. of thing, right? Yeah. Yes, physically get together. Um, Joe's work. You form a human centipede and then play a game. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Joe's work folks and, um, and some other friends. And so we all decided, uh, that we were going to try to do a, an escape room. I don't know if you know what an escape room is, but, um, they're very popular. They've probably been around a long time and I'm only just hearing about them, but you, uh, you and your friends end up uh, usually locked in a room and you have to solve a lot of puzzles in the room in order to escape. And um, this one, you weren't locked in the room, but you had, uh, you were, the, the setup was you were in a magician's dressing room and this magician was uh, uh, accused of murdering his assistants and he, the, you were hired by assistant number seven, who was just desperate to like, you've got to prove that this guy killed the other people because I'm my life's in danger. And there's a in this room. There's this large um, sort of armoire that has mm-hmm. four or five locks on it. 
Mm. So you have to go through the room and you, you solve puzzles. They, they aren't presented to you. You have to actually find the puzzles and solve them. And by solving them, you get the different combinations of the locks. And some of the locks are uh, numeric. Some are uh, have letters. And there's this weird type of lock that's a directional lock. I don't know if you've ever seen a directional lock. but So this is something the host of this has to come up with all these clever bits. Yeah, yeah. And this is a professional company. They run this this thing. And uh, they come up with these with these uh, puzzles. And um, so you, you go in the room. You have a time limit to solve this thing. And you just start you know, spreading out and trying to find things. You're like, oh, here's a tarot card. Oh, here's one over here. Okay, start collecting those. Look everywhere for those things because those are important. And uh, you'll notice numbers on on posters and things. One of these posters has a number on them. Okay, that's got to be important. Let's remember that. And um, as as you keep going, they're watching, you know, the the hosts are watching you from uh, uh, cams and, Every once in a while, they, they leave you with a phone and they will text you from this assistant who's like, oh, hey, guys, don't forget, sometimes, you know, his scarf is in his so-and-so. And you're like, oh, the scarf, something about a scarf. And then you go, there are little hints. So um, it was a blast. It was kind of an analog game sort of thing. And um, we were told that it's only a 30% success rate at this room. And uh, so we all go in. And does it everybody of... wins or nobody wins? It's 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 a group effort. Yeah, it's a group effort. So you all have to solve these things together. So it's not and, like you're uh, trying to hide the fact that no. you've figured it out from everybody else, and then you get everybody gets out as they figure it out themselves. It's like you all figure it out, and then everybody yeah. gets out. You all figure it out, and then everyone so it's a gets team out effort. Or... Okay, yeah, got it. Yeah. Um. So it was really interesting. We uh. We, we uh, kept trying to solve these puzzles. They got, you know, the easiest ones, of course, we figured out, and they got progressively harder as we were left with the things that are like, well, what are these five things have to do with, with each other? And we're running out of time, running out of time, running out of time, and it's getting stressful, and we're, we're up to the last lock. We're trying desperately to, we know the puzzle, we're trying to work on the puzzle, we can't see the thing, we're trying to solve it, and finally we're like, one, two, three, four, five, and we get the lock, and there's just like minutes left. We're like, we're going to win this thing. We are going to win this thing. We, uh, and the last part involves some people going in the closet and figuring out how to open the, the back of the closet so you, we can escape. They, they do that, and I'm, we're looking at the clock, and there's like a minute left. We're like, yeah, we did it. And we all rush through the closet to the other side into a room full of puzzles. <laughs> okay. And time ran out. <laughs> so you needed to get in there a lot sooner than you did. Yeah. We, <laughs> you were was... like level one, and there was another level. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're all high-fiving each other. And slowly, everyone started noticing. And then uh, all you guys, done is, yeah, all you've done is got to the boss room, <laughs> right? Right. Well, it sounds very geeky. It it, it also yeah. it, it it also sounds like it could. It's some kind of a combination of a college hazing ritual and something that a startup <laughs> would do to vet new hire potential hires. Yeah, that's a, that's how it feels. But that's exactly I, I have a suggestion feels. because I think it mm -hmm. needs to be adulted up a bit. 
And you know how in the swinging sixties they would they would play uh, Twister, so Uh bodies are getting intertwined all over each other. It's kind of a physical loosening up of things. This should be. Can you have strip escape room? (laughs) (laughs) So that as you attempt a stage of the puzzle and fail, you all have to remove one article of clothing. (laughs) Oh my god. I just think wow. we, we need to tart this up a little bit. It, it's just, just not adult enough. Yeah, and, and that would definitely be a motivation. Or perhaps <laughs> add alcohol or... Yeah, to make sure you didn't mess up. You're like, oh, no. Mm. I'm going to see Frank without a shirt. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't need that. Um, yeah, so uh, that's a good idea. I'll, uh, I'll mention that to them. <laughs> So I guess they're all over. They're all over the place. They're all over different cities. We there are four or five of them here. Some of them are uh, this kind of thing. Some of them you are and actually in a room and you're locked in. You have to escape. Mm-hmm. And he well, was telling me that there's some like I guess in New York the, the guy that ran the one in Seattle. Um, I don't know if he said New York. I don't know. I'm probably just making that up, but. I think there are some that he's played where you actually have to do things like break through the wall and like climb through, um, you know, duct work. So, so basically, they're extreme. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right, because he's telling us the rules, and he's like, "So there's there's no need to to break into the wall and get through." We're all like, "The what?" It's like (laughs) it's not one of those rooms where you have to like break the wall apart and climb into it. Like, uh, okay. So yeah, I you know anyone that's who, fascinating. Yeah, it was a blast, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna check out some more in the city. And there's even an opportunity they're they're running an opportunity to go back to this room, and for a smaller fee and a lot less time, you get to go through it again. So we know I, the. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand this. The uh, it, life's not challenging enough for you people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I know and there is that definitely. I mean, this is what I do all day. Right. I, um, I and I have another suggestion, maybe they have a version yeah. of this. It requires some live actors, but um it, you go into a room and there's three children and you have to raise them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Each one has a different issue or or <laughs> discipline problem you've got to deal with and uh, or or maybe just a different food requirement and you've got to figure <laughs> out how to solve that with the ingredients you have in the pantry wow that right. seems impossible i don't think anyone would win that's that. true it's, it's, it's too stressful it's too yeah too extreme <laughs> it's possible at all so yeah i'll uh i'll uh let you know if i go to any more of those but i thought i thought you'd find it interesting it was a it was um it was really an unusual experience, and uh, I find it almost as foreign as the idea of playing poker. Yeah, or well, um, I think you'd, I think you'd hate it <laughs> because I think you would. I, it, I'd be sitting down trying to solve things with just my mind, just mm-hmm. thinking and barking out suggestions. Oh, that, that would that, actually be useful. That's, <laughs> but again, it would simply be like work because that's kind of yes. work for me too. Well, I think we all fell into our work roles. I was mm-hmm. going around, you know, 
How's everything going over here? Okay, you got it working. Do you need any mm-hmm. help? Okay, what do you do? Where are you working on? I'd jump in there and right. help people out. And Joe was project managing things, and everyone just sort of fell into their normal, their normal roles. So was, that was also interesting. So yeah, we'll put a, I'll put a link to this place in uh, in the show notes, so you can check it out. So where where else do you see? You said New York. Well, they're all they're they're all over different cities. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if they are. I don't know if they're in Columbus. Yeah, I, I really think uh, adding some kind, either an adult thing to it or some kind of live action. Um, actors who are you mm-hmm. know they're not they're not part of your team. They're they're part of the puzzle, but they're humans in there. Mm-hmm. That just make things more difficult. <laughs> so. I think <laughs> I think some of them have actors in there. Um, but just come along and maybe just and keep tickling your armpits when you're trying to do something, <laughs> right? Um, I I'm noticing that there are quite a few escape rooms in Columbus. So mm. I've got one right yeah. here. I know. If I solve I the escape- puzzle of this podcast, I get to leave it. <laughs> No, there's never, there's no leaving this podcast. Only, only 30% of the people ever get to leave. <laughs> Joe left. That's why. <laughs> that that must be why the user count keeps dropping. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a war of attrition. Yeah, Joe, Joe won't be on it anymore. So she's, she's our 30%. We're, uh, we're rest. So, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's do a little music stuff. All right. Music in rear view. Last week, we just kind of dropped the needle on a record I had bought at the thrift store just the day before. Mm-hmm. Worked pretty well, so we're going to try that again this time. Although okay. I've gone a little upscale this time, and we're not doing an unknown stranger. <laughs> <laughs> we're going right. to do something that was probably worth listening to this time. Um, okay. I was I was happy to find this record. I actually um, know this artist, and... Um, if the sleeve is to be believed, this is his first, the first record he put out. His name is Roy Clark. You'll know mm-hmm. him from uh, Hee Haw. He was the multi-instrumentalist who did a lot of the music on that show. And uh, he did an album in 1969 uh, called Yesterday When I Was Young, which is also the title of a track and apparently a single that was on that that record. Okay, cool. So I was, what do you think? Uh, sounds like something yes. we could drop a needle on? Yeah, yesterday I was young too. Just yeah. yesterday. I was young before we started the podcast. Now look at me. <laughs> wow. Um, I just got a comment. Uh, one of the things it says in the notes on the back of it, it says, this record was designed to give you 37 minutes of musical pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that was a design goal. <laughs> What's what are, it, what are our goals here? Thirty-seven music minutes of musical pleasure. Oh, so can the record be forty-two minutes long? Oh, sure, yeah, sure. Gonna, as long as it's got thirty-seven minutes of musical pleasure on it. Okay, I was so gonna let, ask that. So, go ahead. I was is the record actually longer than thirty-seven minutes? Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to do math. I'd have to add oh. up all these. Uh, no, that's times. Um, but um, I think we'll go ahead and uh, just play that title track there. Okay. Excuse me. I got to wander way over about two feet to the record player. 
Oh boy. Well, that's the rest of the podcast right there. There he goes, walking to the record player. Would appear it has an authentic crack in it or something. It does. Seems the love I've known has always been the most destructive kind. Guess that's why now I feel so old before my time. Yesterday, when I was young, the taste of life was sweet as rain upon my tongue. I teased at life as if it were a foolish game. The way the evening breeze may tease a candle flame. The thousand dreams I dreamed, the splendid things I planned, I always built to last. Clearly a little more production went into this one than the one we played last week. A, a little bit, yeah. shunned the naked light of day. And only now I see how the years ran away. Yesterday, when I was young, so many happy songs were waiting to be sung. So many wild and you know what? Records sound pretty good. That's a, yeah. Well, he's a professional, eh? I ran so fast that time And youth at last ran out I never stopped to think Okay, we'll let him get through this first here And see what else there is in this record every conversation I can now recall Concerns itself with me And nothing else at all Oh, I gotta keep playing if he's gonna have a guitar solo. Ooh. Yesterday, the moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was the end of Roy Clark. He fell off a cliff. I would also like to say that uh, as that was playing, I was doing a little bit of math. And the running time of this is uh, 36.73 minutes, not so they, 37. they failed. Yes, they shorted Well, maybe us. they counted the silences between songs as enjoyable. Oh, maybe. Maybe. I, it just they're <laughs> Oh, that's just mean. But I'll say it anyway. Um just like the silence between our podcast episodes are people's favorite parts of the episodes. This one's called A Simple Thing as Love. When you come Weird grammar. With your hair, the tangled rats of evening breezes. And you do not hide your face because somebody said one time it wasn't natural. But a joy for us just running down this crooked trail of midnight and the peaceful things inside me that it does. Then you whisper low, I have to go. The acid tears start coming slow to complicate a simple thing as love. 
That's great. Um, boy, Roy Clark sure put on a lot of albums. Is that right? You were doing yeah. a little research for us there? It's just looking through. He's, and I was uh, listening to that song, and I was thinking he probably played six of the seven instruments that were on that recording, too. Yes, he's very prolific. My gosh. Last album was in 1995, where I think is around the time that he... Is he still alive? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> what? How did you brother, find out? I I I did the thing normally where I haven't heard of him in a long time and thought he was dead. He's not. He's alive and well. I was going to say last album was in 1995, which I think is around the time that I heard that he died, and then I looked, and he's not. He's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if he's fine. We should call him, but... Uh, <laughs> He's he's still around. Fabulous. Yeah. Um and famous. I mean, uh we may have talked about this on the show as well too at some point, but uh I know Roy Clark the most from Hee Haw, which was um on at my house mm, pretty much ten hours out of every day. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yeah. and I can see that this is clearly no nowhere near his first record. First yeah. record was in '62. It says here. Yeah, this is well, well in his, uh, in his prime. Um, but yeah, Roy Clark was on Hee Haw. Hee Haw was uh, pretty much on at our house every minute that we could. Hee Haw was playing someplace in the house. Yeah, it did seem to be on a lot somehow. Yes, it did. I, I don't know how. It wasn't like it was in reruns, but it, he, there always seemed to be Hee Haw every every day. Right. Somehow, even the. You know, it was probably weekly, but yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's how I know mm-hmm. Roy. I, I, yeah, I'm gonna have to look for this first record called "The Lightning Fingers of Roy Clark." Ooh, is he okay? It's just a lightning fingers, and then the <laughs> the next album after I didn't the know lightning he was fingers. A Sith. <laughs> I know. Right after that is Roy Clark sings the tip of my fingers. Yes, he's, he's like a like a Sith Lord or something. He is. Yeah, he def happy to be unhappy is his third, so he is. Yeah, he's on the dark side. Definitely on the dark side. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed that. Um, and it was definitely worth fifty three cents. Good. Um, well, you know, fifty three cents and thirty seven minutes of pleasure, mm-hmm. <laughs> music pleasure. Is uh, it's pretty good. It's some some more math that I can't do. All right, that'll well. be that'll be a little puzzle for for the listening 
audience. We have 37 music of minute of oh boy, 37 minutes of music pleasure for 53 cents. So, how much? How 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 much? What is with the minutes and the pleasure and the worthing? I can't even come up with the with the question that I want to ask the viewing. They're not even viewing. Okay, that's it. Podcast is over. <laughs> we're 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 done here. Well, uh, I'll come to your defense. You were we were talking about television and hee haw, and so yes, that's right. Stuck in your mind. That's right. There's a math problem in there, and if you're watching this podcast, you're doing it wrong anyway. So just go figure it out, and then you can leave the this podcast room. That's right. But not until then. Not until then. No. All right, William. Well, I think it's time. Mm. It's time for you to tell folks. How can they contact us if they should uh, like to criticize our um, critiques or, um, mm-hmm. you know. Or anything. Lament our laments. Or, yeah. Um, lament our laments. Embrace our uh, embraces. Yes. Ooh. Um, any more? Nope. No, no more. Okay. Well, you can find show notes for Up and Overcast at upandovercast.com. Uh, or you can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com uh, up and overcast. And if you have any uh, burning questions or uh, want to embrace us uh, virtually, you can email us uh, at always 24 7. Email is always, uh, always open and ready ready to uh, accept new emails. Right. Podcast. Oh, what? Go ahead. Yeah, let them know what it is. Podcast. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at upandovercast.com. Yes, and if you get a reply in 14 seconds, that's because we are on it. We are on it. I'm on it right now. So, um, we're going to be uh, busy for the next uh, couple of weeks here, right? We're going to be maybe a little more vacation outage going on. Yes, I um, next week we'll we'll see if uh, see what next week holds. Might be able to uh, be joining you next week, but uh, we are busily packing, and then we're off to Hawaii for a week, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, I won't be recording from Hawaii. Yep, and but, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just have... be placing sheds all over my yard. Right. During that time, so. <laughs> right, uh, right. Yeah, so we may be doing a little uh, clip show action there, or maybe some more of the pre-show stuff that happened uh, for the year and a half before we uh, did episode one, and uh, just right. f- fill in the fill in the gaps there. Uh, but we'll be back in a few weeks. Uh, yeah, just um. Hold out until then. Just uh, but keep keep emailing. Don't use this as an excuse not to email. Go ahead and email. We'll we'll be checking it. Even on vacation, if I got an email from you, we'll I'll respond to it. Maybe we can get Amazon to get a dash button for um. Oh, for, it's perfect for for podcasting. Us. That's got to be the problem. Because mm-hmm. it takes too long to write an email. Mm. Yeah, we'll work on that. And I love the categorization on um, Discogs here as the genre being folk, world, and country.
world. How is it? How is it world? Right. Well, maybe they, maybe one of the, maybe one of the slide guitar players was from Canada. <laughs> yeah, maybe so.